Well, welcome to Statscast on Tuesday, August the 30th, 2022. Can you believe it? August is almost over. And uh, it is 7.14 a.m. So it's early. Uh, in fact, when I left the house, it was so dark, I couldn't have told you, you know, whether the sky was cloudy or not. Right now, um, I think it's getting a little bit lighter. I think, well, there's a star, so there's a clue. It can't be cloudy if I can see a star. So maybe the sky is a bit clearer. I, I'm saying this because yesterday and on uh, Sunday night into Monday there was the most almighty storm it was uh, really quite spectacular to watch and there were, there were two or three actually there, there was one flashing away over the sea I could see this going to work up about three in the morning I was wondering, I thought it was car headlamps. You know, when you're asleep, I was conscious that something was lighting up the room. And, uh, hey, Rue, come on. He's already lagging back. Come on, here he comes. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes headlamps from, from the Ronda Road do, you know, flicker in, in my room. I haven't got the curtains shut, which I never do. And uh, so I was thinking, well, you know, when you're asleep, but I was thinking, why, why, what's going on? Why does the room keep lighting up? And there was no thunder. Or at least I couldn't hear any thunder. <clears throat> and uh, flickering away, flickering away. Fast asleep, or half asleep, rather. And, uh, and then the door opened and Christina came in. And she said, have you, have you seen this? <laughs> then I kind of got more awake. What? And I looked. And the room was lighting up. You know, like, but oh God, Rooney, what's he doing? Rooney has gone tearing off in front of me. <clears throat> Probably a cat. Anyway, um, yeah, it was lighting up like the illuminations at Blackpool. <laughs> oh, stop it, Rue. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and, and then I could hear thunder. All, all right, Archie. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Yes, Archie. Very good guard dog. Um, so yeah, rolling thunder in the distance. In a, I would say in the mountains above Benavides. So, uh, two storms. Morning, Lenny. And, um, you know, I actually pulled my blind up. And I stood out on my little kind of balcony and watched it for a while. Because, the, you know, it was warm and uh, spectacular, as I said. And uh, quite fun to watch. And then I went into um, Christina's, well, it's not Christina's room, it's Maya's room. <clears throat> but where Christina was sleeping, 
see if Rooney was alright. <laughs> he was cowering in the bathroom, lying on the bathroom mat, looking like the end is nigh. Wait, Rooney's terrified, does not like thunder. Add that to the list of things that Rooney's afraid of. <laughs> and, uh, oh yes. So I t took pity on him and I thought, well, I can't just leave him there to be terrified. So I said, come in, come in with me, Rooney, come into my room. Let him come into my room and uh, let him sleep beside the bed and had one hand down, so stroking his head so that uh, he felt a bit more comforted. Because I think dogs, well, like people, they take their emotional cues from others. And uh, I think if he realised that I wasn't scared, then he wouldn't be scared. I don't know if it worked completely, Rue, but it may have helped. Anyway, he's perked up this morning, very chirpy. So, uh, yeah, th then, um, I, I just stood out on uh, Maya's bedroom, little balcony, and watched a bit more. And suddenly, the uh, rain came down in, in a torrents, stair rods, as my mum used to say. <laughs> you know what I mean by stair rods, the things that hold the banisters up. <laughs> that was straight down. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And thumping down onto the uh, terrace. Really hard. Loud. <clears throat> and uh, so I'm getting my order a bit mixed up there, aren't I? Because it was after that that I uh, got really into my room. But sorry, a bit uh, discombobulated there. Anyway. Um, in the morning, uh, it was still rumbling and, and you know, it was thundering. And uh, there were two or three really heavy downpours in the morning yesterday. And uh, God, and then the sun came out and it was like being in a really hot, uh, humid climate. You know, it's like being in Miami or Singapore or something, you know, after a downpour when the sun comes out really hot and, and just starts turning all the surface water into steam. <laughs> and I had to go out and, and meet somebody to go and look at some works they wanted to do, to do on a house. And, uh, cool, blimey, instant sauna. So we've been having some, some, some quite extreme and fun weather. It's not all sunshine <laughs> and uh, sunbathing over here. No, no, not yesterday. And today, well, now there is some light in the sky, so I'm looking up, trying to work out. No, I think that star must have been a little bit of a rarity because, oh no, I see the star, but I see cloud. I'll know better when it gets more light, but uh, no, I think it's, it's going to be another sort of overcast and humid day. Feels humid, it's hot. But uh, as, as we like to say, we, I say now, <laughs> as opposed to they, now I have become a long-time resident, we need it. <laughs> I'm still on the intro, sorry, seven minutes and 49 seconds of intro. I do apologise. Right, well, thank you for joining us. Um, Rin and I are out, as I said, early morning walk. 
Uh, got a lot to do today, so I was trying to start the day off early. But thank you for joining us, and uh, here we go. So surprising, isn't it? Well, it is to me anyway, that uh, summer's almost over. Well, you know, summer as you traditionally would define it. You know, August is nearly done. That to me signifies, you know, the sort of end of end of the summer. A bit different when you live in the south of Spain, though. But uh, you know, certainly in, in, in the UK and northern Europe, yeah. Once August is over, that's it. I think it's probably. I think it's probably something to do with that old Fred Astaire song that makes me think that. You know, um, <laughs> we're a couple of sports, the pride of the tennis courts. In June, July, and August, we look cute when we're dressed in shorts. <laughs> Stupid song. Always makes me think June, July, and August. That's that's summer. <laughs> God, that must be an old song. Fred Astaire. I mean, before my, I was born. Maybe not. Anyway, yeah. So, so summer is drawing to a close. At least the traditional summer months are drawing to a, to a close. And then we get into September and October. Well, what is that like over here? Usually pretty good. I mean, I've just described a, a big storm, but <clears throat> it, it's not too bad here in, in September and October. Even November and December is not bad. But nothing like the uh, the heat. Well, November, December, nothing like the heat you get in August. But uh, in fact, a lot of owners come back in September and enjoy September as a as a month to be in Spain. So uh, we'll see. I was trying to remember. I, I can't really remember. I do remember October because uh, we had the ferrier. Well, we have the ferrier, the, the, the fair uh, in San Pedro, our local. It's a big town, uh, which is quite a thing. And um, we had Fiona and Hugh over last year, staying with us from Scotland. Uh, yeah, I remember talking about comparing the ferry of San Pedro to the Edinburgh Fair, which is, I think that's just happened now. I think the Edinburgh Fair was recently, and I think it was the first one they've had for a while because of COVID. But, um, yeah, that was good weather, although I do remember the light being sort of funky, you know, and sort of mist over the sea and you couldn't see too far some of the days because you were getting that sort of hot-cold effect. Cold, cold at night, still hot during the day. And uh, so I, I suppose we're in for quite, quite a bit more uh, good weather. But uh, now, now I can see better. Coming round the bend, uh, where I can see the big Concha mountain, behind which the sun rises from, and uh, yeah, no, there's not much cloud actually. It's thin cloud and patchy, so perhaps not going to be quite as oppressive as, as it was yesterday. Oh, Rooney's just happy to be out, aren't you, Roo? Yeah, well. He quite likes this time of the morning, which is one of the reasons we, we come out so early. Because he can get a nice refreshing walk, as opposed to a 
Exhausting, sweating, panting walk. Hey, Ru. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, and it's also nice to be up this early because uh, you do get the traffic on that Ronda Road, which you may have heard a little bit of, but you don't have the construction teams until eight o'clock. They arrive, I think, around about 7.30 and sort of <laughs> hang around moodily, smoking their cigarettes and eating their sandwiches and drinking their coffees. And then they sort of hack and cough their way onto the construction sites and spark up the old drills and machinery at around about eight o'clock. Well, they're not allowed to do it before eight o'clock. So uh, we are, well, another 30 minutes before they start. Um, so there's a sort of a half light now. No sign of the sun yet. Come on, Ruth. Here he comes. <laughs> now, um, your pets can be the source of, or the cause of, you know, fierce arguments. <laughs> one takes the side of one's animals um, very, uh, you know, aggressively in my case, <laughs> a couple of days ago. Um, probably more than one would against oneself. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, and I was totally, totally in the wrong. I have to preface this, this, this uh, story with the knowledge that I was in the wrong. But uh, I was walking, you know, through the village with Rooney off the leash, as he is now. But we're in the middle of nowhere now, so it doesn't matter. Oh, can you hear that cicada? Just first one of the day, starting up. He's lodged in a pine tree. Good morning. I saw one of these things close up. It had landed on the balcony. Oh, the balcony, the top terrace, where we do our working out. And I saw this rather large insect. In fact, initially I thought it was a cockroach and I was recoiling in horror. I thought, no, 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 that's not, not a cockroach. <clears throat> it's a cicada. And you don't often see them that close up. You know, they look, I suppose, they're winged. They, they look like sort of fairly beefy, uh, what would you say, two inch long, um, I'm still in inches, aren't I? I should be in centimetres. What's that, three centimetres long? Um, this one wasn't making that noise, it was just on the sort of, well, we've got artificial grass up there. Must have been confused. And, uh, you know, it's trans obviously transparent wings and quite a big body. And I don't know how they make this noise. I think it's something to do with their fat legs vibrating on their wings or something. They make a heck of a noise though, don't they? Anyway. Sorry, I had to break off a little bit of nature because, uh, you know, that is supposed to be the thrust of this, this uh, podcast. It very rarely is. Um, yeah, so Rooney uh, was walking off the leash and this gentleman, you know, he came up to me and I was trying, because he has a dog on the leash, small, sort of white, um, like a toy dog. And... Uh, I think it's a poodle or something. And um, I said, oh, sorry, I, I'll, I'll just 
get him on the leash. Because, you know, some people don't like your dog to be off the leash. So I was just doing that. <clears throat> and he said to me, I wish you wouldn't let that dog off the leash. <laughs> so I, you know, I kind of thought, all right, I, uh, yeah, okay. And he said, do you know, some people are afraid of dogs, you know, especially a dog like that. <laughs> what? You know, we wouldn't let go of this issue. Anyway, so I was trying to get him on the leash. He's running around my legs. And, uh, and then, you know, and this is the bad part of my nature. And then I looked at this guy and I thought, oh, wait a minute. You're the guy who stood up when I was, you know, standing for election at the annual general meeting of this village. And, and sort of made some defamatory remark about the fact that it's very important that a president has integrity and questioned my integrity because I claimed that I had, you know, a hundred of proxy votes, which I had, and he said I couldn't have. And, oh, anyway, so that, that rather raised my hackles. <laughs> I thought, well, it's one thing getting kind of getting agitation from a guy about the dog being off the leash, and he's right about that. But it's another thing, you being the guy that's giving me the agitation, because you're the guy who unfairly and unkindly just accused me of being, you know, a man of low integrity. So, so something went off in my mind, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. So I said, I know who you are. You're the guy, and I gave him all that. <laughs> I started sort of, oh, I don't know, I was, I was ashamed of myself, really, but Christina was there, and she was like, John, John, stop it. So I, I stopped, stopped, walked off, and uh, still I was so angry because I remembered that incident. Not good, because he must have been wondering where I was coming from. <laughs> and yeah, well, there's another cicada. Yeah, starting up, getting ready for a hot day. Anyway, suffice it to say, I, I, I felt bad about that. <clears throat> and sent him an email afterwards to say, sorry, you were in the right about the dog. It's just that I realised who you were. And, uh, you know, I still shouldn't have reacted to the way I was, but it was unfair and unkind of you to <clears throat> have said what you said at the annual general meeting about me. Anyway, he wrote back and he said, uh, well, I'm glad he wrote that email. God, another chicana. Uh, because it helped me write mine. I was trying to write a conciliatory email to you. I don't want to fall out with you. And uh, yes, I can understand. Uh, once you realise who I was, why you reacted the way you did, which is good of him because, you know, he didn't have to say that. Um, so I think there was a little bit of admission of guilt on his part, a lot of admission of guilt on my part. But, uh, but there you go. That's life, isn't it? We have to, especially if you're like me, you know, a little, little bit. You know, sort of swung by the heart <laughs> as well as the head. But it all started with you, Runes. <laughs> Still my fault, so I should have put him on the leash. So I then promised that I would have him on the leash in the, in the sort of common areas in the village from here on in. Which I will, I'm afraid, Runes. We have to have you on the leash. So, um,. That's an incident I'm not very proud of. But, uh, 
Well, it happens, doesn't it? Have you ever done something like that? That uh, on, on a moment's reflection you thought, would it be better if I hadn't done that? <laughs> I, I hope I'm not the only one. I hope there's some others of you out there thinking, yeah, I've done that too. Anyway, we mustn't be too hard on ourselves. We're human and fallible. <laughs> but what, what you must do when you've done something like that is, is this don't try and justify it. Because and, and, then you put yourself right in the wrong place. You know, undefensible. <laughs> what you've got to do is when you're wrong, know you're wrong and say you're wrong. Move, apologize and move on. Otherwise it becomes a sort of a feud that isn't solvable. I'm just going past a oh, security guard. Um, I always feel a bit, bit self-conscious when I'm doing a podcast and I go past somebody here. Might think I'm just nuts. <laughs> Maybe I am. Okay, here comes some more construction teams arriving, I think. Okay. Well, we're coming to the back of the village here, and so I think I might have to put you on the leash now. Look, Ruth. Um, I'll, I'll do that. Don't really need to hold the phone, do I, Ruth? Let's get your leash out. Hang on, Ruth. Ruth didn't want me to put him on the leash. Wait, wait. I'm sorry, Ruth. We have to do this. Right. Um, oh gosh, it is quite too humid. Uh, so what's been going on? Well, you know, we've had uh, a visit, as I covered in my last podcast, from Ingrid and Walt and, and their son Miles and his friend Charlie. They got, they, they, they left on early Wednesday, last Wednesday morning. And today's Tuesday, so they've been gone nearly a week. And uh, how have we spent the last week? Because I'm trying to do a podcast, you know, roughly once a week. And, uh, well... I have spent, you know, time trying to get back into fitness <clears throat> because um, I haven't been doing fitness because of, because of, you know, not, not being well enough, to, to, to be frank. Anyway, I just said to myself, well, whatever, you, you are going to have to um, get on that spin bike and ride. Doesn't matter how you feel. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I'm talking quietly now because there are houses here. But the funny thing is, almost instantly I felt better. You know, so it's worth just pushing yourself, even when you really don't want to, because you don't feel up to it. Uh, you know, what I sort of took out of that was, don't let your short-term, you know, inclinations win. You know, you know the right thing to do is to get on the bike and ride. I did. Felt a hell of a lot better. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I've been, I think I've done it three times now. So, so fitness has been back on the agenda. Good. I feel much better. Can't do the elbows though. Still got arthritis in my elbows, which is preventing me from doing any kind of strength training. But that's of less importance than getting your heart and lungs working all right. <laughs> you don't die of weakness, but you might die of bad heart. 
not that wee Carby rooms, but right. Um, so yeah, a bit of that. And uh, what else have we done? You know, we've been eating in. We had a barbecue on Sunday. Very nice, just the two of us. Um, Christina made lovely sort of Thai chicken curry one night. Stayed in last night. We had some more sort of chicken and sauce with rice. And uh, actually, we intended to go out last night. In fact, we even drove out. And then we were going to go down to San Pedro to Alfredo's and then I said to Christine, you know, I don't think I really should because, you know, if I had a glass of wine, I shouldn't be driving. So we came back and went, we sat in the, the Venta Almendros, which is only you know, like two kilometres away from home, but still, you know, you're driving. And we couldn't get served anyway. <laughs> Service there sucks. So uh, we said, well, let's just go home. We went home and uh, had a nice evening. So, kind of quietish, better <laughs> all round, you know, better on the wallet and, and everything else to uh, stay in. And um, work, well, yes, work has been quite, quite a major feature. Startsexpo.com is, is uh, up and running. And, I have, you know, one particular project is, uh, is coming to, you know, ahead at the moment. So, uh, hopefully, you know, that'll, that'll work out quite well. You've got to have a, an optimistic outlook. <clears throat> There's no reason to think it won't. So, yeah, I've been uh, doing quite a lot of uh, international uh, calls with... Uh, People in Singapore and Europe and uh, North America and Canada, um, which is which is great and really testing. But 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 you know, I, I love doing it. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, but it's good. It's, I mean, I'm certainly not retired. And, and then of course you've got all the uh, all the hours that you have to put in as being president of this community which is by no means a light task even, even though everybody said oh no it shouldn't take long <laughs> no it takes at least two or three hours every day so you add it all up and, and, and the day is, is you know quite full but not so full that I can't fit in a little bit of uh, pleasurable reading and I've been doing that because I think I told you in the last podcast or maybe the one before last that I read Wuthering Heights by uh, Emily Bronte um, and enjoyed it very very much but I noticed that on the bookshelf well, I have mean, noticed I've seen them all my life uh, there's a collection of books uh, by the Brontes you know mainly Charlotte but you know obviously Emily as well and um, you know and that these, these are sort of antique books you know they're printed in the 1890s 1896 I think is the date in the front of the book and uh, well bear, bearing in mind that well Charlotte Bronte died in about 18 well, 1850s gosh there's a fly landing on me go away 
Um, and Emily didn't last much longer. No, sorry, I think Emily died first. I think Charlotte lasted a couple of years longer, but they, they all died young. Of some sort of consumption. <clears throat> but, um, but, there, but I did notice there were a couple of volumes of books bound in the same way, you know, obviously part of the same collection, um, called The Life of the Brontes, Biography. And I thought, ooh, you know, that would be interesting because it's almost contemporary. You know, in fact, their father, Patrick Bronte, um, he was still alive when, when that biography was being written. He, he way outlived his, uh, all his children. It's extraordinary. And um, so I, I picked it up and I thought, well, I'll read some of that because, you know, that's a contemporary biography. So, you know, there were stories that he's telling that he's got from their housekeeper and from the villagers that lived near them in Haworth and friends and all that sort of stuff. So a, a much m more accurate, probably, um, book about the Brontes than, than you could even get now. Well, of course you could, you could get now. Um, so I really loved it. Fascinating. I'll, I'll tell you about it in, a, in another podcast. Um, some of the more interesting bits. But... Uh, very, very interesting life and uh, extraordinary life. And, and, and the funny thing is, they lived in a house most of, most of their life in a house in a place called Haworth in Yorkshire, which is not very far away from where I grew up. So, uh, it's a bit of some personal interest there. Now, we're getting closer into the village. So, and you can hear the traffic catch. I don't know if you can hear it, but I can hear the traffic. It's quite loud. I think this is probably the uh, sort of prime commuter time. Was it 7.46 a.m.? And uh, everybody's mainly coming down the hill. Oh, oh, no, no, that's not true. Just looking at a line of cars going up the hill. I'm just going past the swimming pool here where Christina will be doing her aqua aerobics. And Miguel is already out working on the filter, cleaning it. Yeah, they work hard, these guys. Hola, Miguel. <laughs> Don't think he saw me. <laughs> Buenas! He's looking around like, where did that voice come from? <laughs> yeah, so Christina will be doing an aqua aerobics class for the villagers today. No, no, I'm wrong. That was yesterday, but we we rescheduled it because of the storm. No, that's now going to be on Thursday. No, this morning she's going to be doing a low impact fitness class for the villagers um, in the Plaza de los Jardineros, the Garden Square. <laughs> so we're sort of doing a few things to, you know, improve morale, as <laughs> they would say in the army, in the village. And uh, Christina, she's wonderful. She's, uh, you know, she's um, doing these classes completely for free. 
and uh, we're not getting a lot of people, but you know, probably sort of ten or so, which is enough. And uh, so this morning, she will be doing the uh, the low impact fitness class. Now, the question is, will I be joining? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I should join. The only thing I feel like I'm falling apart, but uh, the only thing I'm slightly worried about is my foot. I really do sound like a hypochondriac, don't I? But I've been having problems with plantar fasciitis. If you've ever had that problem with the bottom of the foot. And uh, so I'm trying to let that heal before I sort of start stretching it and pulling it, which it does when you do the, you know, the fitness class. But, but maybe I will anyway. And then I've got a full day of work to do. So, uh, you know, the day ahead is it's promising to be good, Rue. Rue's got his ears sort of up. He's, he's aware of what's going on around him, which is good. Aren't you, Rue? So, I'm not too pleased with you having me on the leash, Dad, but I'll put up with it. What he does in, in some form of protest is uh, when I have him on the leash and he smells something that he wants to have a really good sniff at he, he, he kind of roots himself to the ground like he's like he's bolted to it and I can't pull him <laughs> so I just have to wait and when he's ready he'll come <sighs> okay yeah there's a sort of a little bit of a haze but anyway we are uh, back in Calle Maria de Gross now. There's a lemon tree with lemons actually, one or two just dropped onto the, onto the road here. Cobble Street. Beautiful, great bush of blue flowers. It's quite dazzling, really. It's a good time. A lot of the, lot of the trees come, uh, a lot of the bushes and things come into their best at this time of year. And the fruits, uh, you know, appear. Lemons and oranges. There's plenty of lemons and orange trees. <sighs> okay, well, as we're already here, we should, should move into the close. So, um, if that's okay with you, Runes, into the final section. noise you can hear there of water running is the Fuente de Agua de las Sierras which is the uh, it's the natural spring water flowing into a beautiful trough in a little corner of the village <clears throat> that water believe it or not is, is fresh you can you know fill up your bottles from there I've never done that but I could Probably should. I don't think people realise that. It's coming fresh down from the mountains. Even though, well, we did have rain yesterday, but I mean, it's been flowing all through, this, through the sort of hot summer months. So, it's quite impressive. And, uh, okay, come on, Ray. And I'm walking past the swimming pools here. Now, technically, we had a bit of a ding-dong with the, 
uh, previous president about what time the pool should be open. People asked me if they could go for their swims earlier because it didn't open till 10. And uh, I didn't see any reason why they shouldn't, so I said, yeah, all right. Told the security guards to open pools at n nine instead of 10. <clears throat> and um, the previous president came on the warpath saying you can't open pools at nine, you should be opening them at 10. I said, well, people are asking me to open them at nine. <laughs> she sort of fell back on me, sort of statute say. <laughs> so I told the security guards to open the pools at 10 instead of nine and told the people that had asked, sorry, but we can't, till we take a vote at the annual general meeting on it, which is kind of nonsense, but that's, that's the way it has to go. And um, I told the gardeners too, because they, they have to sort of clean the pools and everything. <laughs> I noticed that the gardeners rather sort of, rather naughtily, have deliberately left the doors open to the pools once they've finished cleaning them. So if you did want to go for a swim at nine o'clock in the morning, you still could. Even though I've told them that 10 o'clock is the official opening time. But it's a bit of a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, I think. I shouldn't really let them do that. I'll have a word. Have a word and put it right. Oh, I see, not many birds. But a couple of little sparrows or something. I saw swallows. Uh, like a, a good number of them. Um, yesterday, was it? I think they must be on there. Migration, the migration season's about to sort of begin, really. But I think there might be early migrators coming from the north of Europe going south. Well, I'd be surprised because it's been warm in northern Europe, so maybe they're just local swallows. But, uh, here we go. Sorry, I was just uh, doing my clothes and I came across somebody who uh, wanted to chat, so I uh, got slightly diverted there. Rope, I'm going to take you off the leash as we are almost home now, but I just wanted to say thank you for joining us on, on, on this Stuzzcast. And, uh, well, we are now back in Calle Mateo Ponce with a great big pile of rubble just beside our house because they've been fixing a leaking pipe in the road, which hopefully they will put back together today. But uh, yeah, these are the issues and items of normal life in La Heredia. So yeah, thanks again for joining us and we'll talk again soon.